welcome to Driftwood Theology, a podcast that picks up ideas and treats them a bit like driftwood and carves some theology out of them. My name's Andrew Smith, and today's Driftwood is curation. Just this week, I, one of the local schools had an art show. It had some singing and some theatrical performance, as well as some visual art. And then as I went there and listened and watched and looked around, uh, at one point I heard one of the students talking to their friend about how their art had been displayed. As it happened, their art was the kind of thing that was um, up on the wall in several pieces, each one of them about the size of a postcard. And it sounded very much as though it had all been put up in the wrong order and displayed the wrong way, not the way it was intended. And she was quite upset about this. And I realised that if I hadn't overheard that, when I got to her artwork, I wouldn't have known any different. I would have had only the, the little blurb written on the wall next to it, and then my own interpretation of how the piece fit the blurb. Scripture is a lot like that. There's a lot of these reorderings that are there. Good, lit- good literary analysis shows that's that's everywhere. You can see it in the different voices that exist in the Torah. Uh, you can even see it in in the comparison of, say, the first and second letters of Peter. It's clear they're written by different people. One of them possibly dictated to a scribe who wrote it in beautiful Greek, and and the other one uh, probably not. It seems it's a very different style, different vocabulary. Fairly recently, I even heard a sermon that reminded me a bit of this. It had a great message in it, a wonderful message about um, living the life of a Christian, something in there, something that every Christian should be following in what they do. But it had terrible exegesis. Now, exegesis is just pulling meaning out of a text, but it was awful. But listening to it, I thought, this reminds me of the very first draft of the very first theological paper I ever wrote when I was studying. It really wasn't good, and thankfully the lecturer was kind enough to assess it and send it back to me and coach me through what was required. They showed me some grace in the mistakes that I was making as I encountered what I encountered. I think, though, there are definitely different ways to read and interpret a biblical text. I've said before that I think we um, we all have different perspective to bring to a text and that none of us have the entire answer. Reading the interpretations and, and commentary from different people is a bit like looking at the same object but turning it this way or turning it that way, seeing how the light plays on it differently, looking at it from different sides of the room. All of that helps us to appreciate and understand the thing itself just through those different interpretations and perspectives. But that doesn't mean that every reading of a bit of scripture is good. There are definitely some bad readings of the text. If there's no life in it, that's a big clue. It's a, it's a, It's an important part if we are to say that we have a a religion that brings a life-giving message, that whatever we do to interpret the text needs to bring life. Likewise, if there's nothing that actually supports the message in that text, well, that's not great either. 
it's very easy to to misread the text or to find only what you want to find or to skip over details that are in fact important lots and lots of mistakes and I remember making so many of them in my own work but lots and lots of them appear in amongst the way people exegete the text and and draw messages out of it and I think it's okay to disagree it's okay to have different perspectives on a text in fact I think that's part of the way each of us works together to get a better understanding of what the meaning can be and what the application of scripture can be in our lives I think that's that's fine in fact I think it should be encouraged it can be done with with grace and unity in fact I suspect that's the only way that it can be done there's no point beating somebody else up and saying ah your interpretation's all horrible and wrong and um, and really criticizing them for it on the other hand if there's a a sense of grace and unity about how we read each other's texts and how we listen to each other's readings of the of scripture we, we, we can actually get somewhere together so thinking back on the the artist's complaint I think yeah for sure the artist has an intent about what's going on but once that art was put up it was, it was out of their control how people read it visualized it interpreted it I think the Christian scriptures are largely the same. They're out there now. There's no real, you know, theology police about what's going on. I mean, you could argue that there are doctrinal police in different churches and so forth, but it's then open for people. Nevertheless, it's still open. People can read it, interpret it, as, as according to the skills that they have. But doing it by ourselves can be a real problem. We need to work together. And now, well, this, this episode's Driftwood for you. What are you going to carve out of it?